All right. Good morning. It is the first inaugural episode of the Pits and Peril podcast. I am your host, Todd Kramer, and uh, excited to kick this thing off. Some people had mentioned it in the uh, in the draft as kind of a joke, you know, oh, Todd's podcast, but here we are. Uh, and uh, this episode is brought to you by Onnit. That's O-N-N-I-T. Use code word PITS at checkout. And uh, because it's the first episode, got a guest host in studio today, Anthony Yazaki, commissioner extraordinaire. How's it going? Good, Todd. You know, uh, you called me a few days ago, and the first thing out of your mouth was that I might think this is a terrible idea, and so I was bracing myself, but uh, here we are. Yeah, you know, I think we deserve this. We really... The league stepped up big time last year. The trades, everyone was engaged. And at this point in our fantasy careers, I think it just makes sense to uh, take it to the next level and have a weekly podcast. So that's what we're going to do. And uh, I think it's going to drop each Wednesday. We'll do a little recap of the previous week's games and looking forward to next week's games and our predictions. And uh, I think the plan will be whoever has the most points each week will get the first invite to be the guest host, and uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good. I guess you might be a <laughs> you're lucky you're hosting because you might not be scoring that high every week. Yeah, that's true. Uh, my team is not as as strong as I had hoped, but I think everyone's you know got some weak spots. Um, but. I mean, we might as well just get into it. Uh, we're going to go team by team, give a little breakdown, and uh, give our rankings preseason. And mind you, the league isn't one in the draft. With waivers, especially with Fab this year, people have the chance to, you know, get out of the doghouse. But uh, we're just going off of just draft grades. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so first team up. Do you have Dalvin Cock on your list here as the first team up? I do. Okay. Well, why don't you get us started here? What rank do you have him, and give me your uh, your feedback? Okay, so I believe this is Ace's team, and okay, you know what? Let me back up here, Todd. Like uh, when I was draft research, I found out this really interesting fact that I was uh, keeping in mind yesterday. And I don't know if you've heard about this, but um, it turns out we're actually in the middle of a global pandemic right now. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if you've heard about that. And you know, I think last year we had the same issue. And I think um, teams that invested in their depth were very much rewarded for it. And that's what I saw here with Ace's team, where it's actually a lack of depth, where man literally, he, he drafted two running backs. He has Dalvin Cook and Saquon Barkley. Okay, two awesome running backs. They're going to get him a lot of points, but Saquon's coming off this injury, and I don't know if you can really trust him fully, especially at the beginning of the year. And he's sitting on a team right now with uh, his bench has six dudes on it. It's six wide receivers. His flex is also a wide receiver, and he's got three wide receivers in his lineup. So if you're, uh, if you're counting at home, that's ten wide receivers on his squad right now. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I saw as well. And he has stud wide receivers. I really love his wide receiver group. He's got stud running backs. Tight end is, you know, someone with some major upside. But why would you ever draft an entire bench of wide receivers when it's already your strongest position? Those guys are never going to see playing time. It just makes absolutely no sense. Uh, one running back injury, this team is just going down the shitter. Um, and then the other thing is those quarterbacks, I don't have strong quarterbacks myself, but both of these guys are liable to give you sub 10 points on any given week, which is just a weak killer. Uh, there's just, there's yeah, hundred percent. There's not a lot of depth at quarterback. And if you are not getting points from them, they aren't on the waiver wire to pick up a guy that you, you know, has a breakout season that just doesn't exist. So where do you have them ranked? Oh, man, I, uh, I haven't put numbers to them specifically, but I'm going to be honest. I think he might be headed to the Kyle Pitts potentially here. I mean, I think that lack of running back depth is, I think, going to be a killer at some point in the season. And, I mean, he's just he, – he's not positioned to make trades here. 
I think even his his depth wide receivers aren't great, and I I don't see guys trying to you know, just being willing to send him a running back or a quarterback for any of these guys. Yeah, so I I have him at seven. I think the strength at wide receiver and running back is going to help him um, just squeak by. And those games where Derek Carr or Sam Darnold have a good week, he'll do okay. But he's definitely put himself in a little bit of peril. I got to agree for sure. I, I would say, I mean, definitely I think he's in the, in the bottom half of the rankings. Okay, well, let's move on to the next team then. You got Todd's Grundle. Uh, I believe that's Alex Kaplan. Is that correct? I think so. Okay, God, well, these names, man. All these new names. It's hard to. It's hard for me to keep track who's who. But I'm pretty sure that's Cappy. Okay. Well, I'm going to start this one off. I've got them ranked as the third team uh, coming out of the draft, and I think you can kind of summarize it as uh, it's just a solid team with an incredible wide receiver group. Um, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, no issues there. Upside with Lamar, upside with Trevor Lawrence. You look at those wide receivers, and those guys are all top 10 wide receivers, potentially. Uh, I mean, very likely, I should say. The issue here is obvious it's running back. You know, if Austin Eckler goes down and your number one running back is Miles Sanders, you could be looking at a very rough season. But at least he's going to, you know, go into week one healthy. I don't think Leonard Fournette is the answer in your flex either, but he's got some options there. But overall, I just think that when you're starting three wide receivers and three of them are top 10 wide receivers, you're going to get some wins. Depth is a major issue on this squad, though. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I pretty much agree. I mean, I think... I think actually Lamar at $27 might be one of the picks of the draft. Um, if you consider, you know, how much some of these other quarterbacks went for, I think uh, he's looking at some potentially really good value there if Lamar can learn to throw the ball a little more and a little better. But I, mean, I think that's kind of in the range of what's possible for him. So I think there's a ton of upside there for pretty good price. I agree. Um, I, he's my number two quarterback just a year ago, people were drafting him in the 40s. He was, you know, on par with Patrick Mahomes, and he had a shit start of the season last year. But towards the end of the season, he looked just like the old Lamar we were used to seeing. So the upside potential for him is huge. Yeah, for sure. And just for context, I think Josh Allen, yeah, he went for $36. That's, you know, 33% more than than Lamar Jackson. That, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot of value in, in Tavi's pick like here. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like the starting lineup, except for Fournette. I think his, I think he's put himself in a position where he's going to have a weak flex to start the season, no matter what. And I don't know, that's not where I'd necessarily want to be when you don't have that much depth either. But I mean, like you're saying, I think that wide receiver group is stacked. So he's going to have to be, he, he's just got to hope that he doesn't get any injuries there because Henry Ruggs ain't going to get it done. You know, I actually kind of like Henry Ruggs this year. I, I saw some video of him on YouTube where he was working hard in the gym. He realized he couldn't just skate by on his, you know, past accolades as a college superstar. Uh, so he seems to be taking it seriously. But I agree. One injury in this team is looking very thin. He's going to have a major uh, sit-start decision for that flex in week one. But if he can find someone that's, you know, viable – and no one gets injured, I think you're going to rattle off a couple of wins early. And, you know, it's pretty far down the line, but I'm also just noticing that in week seven, he's going to have Trevor Lawrence, Diggs, Keenan Allen, Eckler all on by. So it's another, uh, could be a problem there for him. Yeah, but see, I kind of like when everyone's on a buy in the same week, you know, just take the week off, chalk it up to a loss, but. Yeah, I mean, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to the next team. So I've got them ranked three. You didn't do rankings. I've got them ranked three. Um, but let's move on to the next one. So Rex Burkehead, Bill Chambers, thoughts? I think he's changed his name here on his little profile thing to Paul Chartreuse. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but all right, Bill. <laughs> you don't want to get tracked. Right, right, right. Got you. Yeah. Um, he's already got the 5G uh, vaccine, but, you know, 
Paul Chartreuse, that should take care of it. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty pretty good squad here. Um, I think $62 for Derrick Henry is just a massive overpay, in my opinion. Um, man doesn't catch the ball, and so if you're going to pay that much, I'd rather have paid the extra 5 6 bucks to get McCaffrey or pay much less to get somebody like Kamara, uh, who is, let's see, I went for 53 So I think, yeah, you know, Henry, good player, but probably not good value there. Otherwise, I think, um, you know, Bill spent a lot on Tyreek as well. Uh, probably overpaid, I think. But, I mean, if that's your guy, I get it. Like, Mahomes is, you know, number one wide receiver target. That's that That's worth a lot. So, okay, we'll take it. Clyde, I think that was a good pick right there. Um, I disagree. I mean, I, I think he's going to get all the work in Kansas City and, like, Andy Reid offense. He's had some, um, like, amazing fantasy running backs in the past. So, I think after like, – Yeah, but un- that – I think he had an unlucky rookie season in a lot of ways, and I think he'll be good. I think what we saw from him in his rookie season is what we're going to see from him for the rest of his career. I think he's a great running back between the twenties, but he got stuffed at the goal line over and over. And then towards the end of the year, they just said, we aren't going to do that anymore. And we're just going to let Mahomes throw touchdowns from the five. So I, I worry about touchdown scoring potential for Clyde. I, you may be hotter on this team than I am. But I have him ranked as the uh, eighth team overall. I, I think they're going to struggle. It's just yeah. Russell's a great quarterback. Baker, again, this is a guy that could get you eight points in any given week. That's a run-first offense. And if that's the case, he's just not going to be giving you the volume that you need. Tyreek is boomer bust. Chris Godwin's in a crowded uh, wide receiver room. Adam Thielen's getting old. His season last year was just made on, I think he scored 14 touchdowns, something like that. The re- he didn't go over 1,000 yards, I'm pretty sure. And then just a super thin and weak bench. There's just, I mean, besides Naheem Hines potentially having some value because of pass catching, I'm a little bit worried. If Trey Sermon gets the job, this whole thing turns around, but I, I don't believe that yet. Yeah, no, I, you actually convinced me quite a bit here. I mean, I think having Trey Sermon in your flex to start the season with a rookie running back in a committee, I yeah, not not great. And then the rest of the bench, it's not like he's got any better options to start there. So yeah, totally agree. I think that's a big weakness is the yeah lack of depth. And then yeah, Baker is just I don't know. I think Baker's trash. So you know, I'll leave it at that. And like I said, this team thrives on touchdowns, and you. You just never know what's going to happen week to week. I mean, Tyreek Hill, touchdown machine. You hope he's giving you a touchdown mostly every week, but you can't rely on that. And then Adam Thielen and Robert Tanya, their seasons last year, it wasn't about yardage and catches. It was all about touchdowns. And it's just. Oh, yeah. No, I think Tanya's a mirage for sure. Yeah. I mean, that he was so efficient. I don't know if that's going to happen again. So I got an eight, number eight. So he's going to yeah, be I can see fighting that. for pits. Okay, next team, Allen Nobinson. Uh, let me get started on this one because, oh, how the tables have turned. When you are not getting a top 10 running back for $4, I believe it was, uh, your team looks very different. So this is actually who I think is going to be in the pits. This is my worst team. Um, Love the quarterbacks. Super solid. They're going to be putting up lots of points. Wide receiver room is really solid. I would say above average, you know. But when you get into running backs, things are thin quickly. I mean, Chris Carson, I like him. Volume. But he's he's not a running back one. He's a mid to low RB2. Agree. And then you get to Moster and... I hope for the best, and if they give him the volume, but as we've seen with Shanahan, you just never know what's going to happen and who's they're going to go with the hot hand, and if Sermon's having a good game, they're going with him. So Moster will have a couple of good games, but consistency's an issue. Jonu Smith I love, but again, you know, it's him and Hunter Henry in New England with a rookie quarterback. It's a little sketch, and then after that, it just thin real quick. So, you know – Quarterback, wide receiver, 
strong, quarterback super strong, wide receiver, I'd say above average for the league. And then from there, it's just absolute dog shit. And I think it's going to get him in trouble. Yeah, I mean, like you're saying, Chris Carson as your running back one is what happens if Chris Carson gets injured like he does every year? Um, then he's starting Mostert and uh, Kareem. Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, no, totally. Uh, stacked quarterback, stack one right uh, wide receivers, like you're saying. But yeah, I, I think Johnu. I don't. I don't really. I, I don't understand the hype with Johnny, honestly. Like, I don't think he's ever – like, he had a stretch last year where he was good. But, yeah, like you're saying, he's got two tight ends, a rookie quarterback. Yeah, not – that ain't it to me. Debo in the flex, I mean, we'll see how long he lasts. He, but he's going to get hurt like he does every year, I would assume. Ballet, like, back, I think, through high school. And, yeah, bench, just just nothing there, really. So, yeah, I, I I see where you're coming from on this. I think his starting lineup with his quarterbacks and wide receivers are probably good enough to keep him out of the pits. But yeah, I, I can see him being down somewhere in that kind of like seventh or eighth place range. I mean, we've seen lots of injuries. We get COVID cases still. It it doesn't take much to make this team just absolute garbage. Chris Carson goes down and it's over. Josh Allen goes down and it's over. Um, it just, he didn't spread the wealth. It's just very centralized to a couple of players that he needs to stay healthy for this thing to work. Yep. Okay. Waltz, wonderful team. Why don't you get us going on that one? Man. It was like, we had a half auto Wally experience last night and I mean, I think things turned out pretty, pretty well for him here. Um, starting at the top, I mean, Mahomes, we know who that is. I mean, that's, you know, that's a, just a guaranteed top three quarterback right there. So, I mean, I'm sure he paid up for him, but I, I think it'll be worth it just for the, the guaranteed upside. And Ryan Fitzpatrick as a QB two, I mean, <laughs> it's I mean, Fitz is kind of a just a walking meme but I mean man can have some big big games so I, I get it and he's stacked with McLaurin so I mean yeah there, there, there's a lot going on here with with the squad and I mean I think Corey Davis super sneaky value right there I think he's gonna have a ton of targets in the Jets offense DJ Moore I think he was on I, I can't remember the exact price but I think he was on a pretty steep discount yeah ten dollars I think that's that's going to be a great value pick. And that's where I think Otto Wally just kind of kind of Knocked dominated the near the end of the draft. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery, big workloads, good, like good young running backs. I mean, I think those are good picks. Logan Thomas. Ah, this one's a little iffy to me. Um, I mean, he, it, Wally's really bought into the, the Washington offense here as well as this third Redskins player. So I don't know. That's not necessarily a team I lean into that much, especially at the tight end position. But I mean, most of the tight ends suck anyway, so it's probably just a wash. Then, yeah, I mean, Tyler Boyd in the flex, but then you look at the bench. There's a lot of depth yeah, there. Tyler, Tyler Boyd won't be in the bench or in the flex. He's going to have someone else in there. Yeah, Julio. I can see either Julio or Mike Davis. Exactly. Javante Williams later in the season could be could be getting a lot of workload and, and could be good as well. So yeah, I, I think this is. Where you think they'll be playoff bound? I think this is, a, yeah, this is definitely a playoff team. Um, yeah, definitely, I'd say probably in the top half of the top half finish. So, this is my number one team. I think by far the best draft. Just the balance of this team. This looks like this was made, you know, listening to classical music with, you know, <laughs> beakers everywhere. This is just perfectly formulated. Let me give you my rundown here. Patrick Mahomes, just incredible player, high floor, high ceiling, just you can't get it any better. And Fitzpatrick is someone with kind of a medium floor, medium ceiling, but you know he's not going to give you dog shit days, although he could have a really bad pick day. And then here comes the balance. You have a young, huge upside quarterback on your bench that later in the season could just push this team way over the top. Wide receiver, Terry McLaurin. You've got great floor there, good upside, big play potential. 
And now you have Corey Davis, who, like you said, under the radar pick, who's going to get a huge amount of volume, most likely the number one wide receiver in New, uh, New York. And he's just going to get the volume. And DJ Moore, same type of thing, big play potential. You, you have some really high upside with both those guys. Julio, again, if he thrives in a new offense, that's just such a great bench piece to have uh, if one of these guys doesn't work out between Corey Davis and DJ Moore. You look at Jonathan Taylor, who's the young guy with high upside. He could be a star in this league. And Montgomery is your solid floor play because he's just going to get that volume. I like Logan Thomas. I mean, if you're not getting one of the top tight ends, he's, you know, him, Noah Fant, those are my guys. Uh, And then you look at his bench, you know, Mike Davis, he's got a a high floor. Javante Williams, high ceiling, perfectly balanced in every way. Uh, This team between the bench and the starters, there's just so much potential on this team. And I think that that dichotomy between going early for the guys he really wanted and then letting the bully auto draft just make people not want to bid against a computer really uh, help this guy and uh, this team's my number one team yeah I think the auto draft actually strategically worked out for him really well like you're saying okay next one Christian McDukies Alex Holden I will be you want me to start on this one or are you getting us kicked off no I'm gonna kick this one off uh, I got him ranked as the let's see here number 16 um, you know QB above average. You got high ceiling with Kyler, uh, high floor with Matt Ryan. He stacked Ryan with Ridley, which is nice because that's going to, they're going to obviously put up a lot of numbers. From there, the wide receiver gets thin real quick. I like Devonta Smith, but look at his quarterback. I like Darnell Mooney. He's a number two uh, in Chicago that's never really supported a number two. What we've got to start three wide receivers and he really only has one that uh, makes you excited. The other ones you're, you're scared about going in and there's no way around it. You got to start three of them. Running back is obviously solid uh, with McCaffrey and Najee. Those are two stud running backs, but it gets real thin after that. And I would not be surprised if Carolina um, knowing that they're probably not going to be making the playoffs this year, doesn't want to uh, give McCaffrey that workload, thinking, well, maybe if you know next year's a playoff year, we want to save his body. So I can see volume going down for him. Najee, I think, is going to get a lot of volume. Um, and don't get me wrong, McCaffrey's going to put up big numbers, but I don't think he's going to have – he's going to be the number one like he was in the past. And um, – Mark Andrews was one of my picks of the draft. $9 for Mark Andrews. He's all Lamar really has. He's going to get the volume, especially with uh, Bateman and Marquise Hollywood Brown out. To start the year, I think he's just going to get tons of targets. But this team is super thin. I mean, once you get outside of that, once you hit flex, there's just absolute trash uh, on the bench and in the flex. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable starting any of these guys in the flex. He's going to probably have to hit waiver wires before the season starts to get a viable flex option. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, yeah. So, I, you know, I, I, I respect Holden's game, but I'm pretty sure if my math is right, he spent $170 on McCaffrey, Najee, Ridley, and Kyler. So that left $30 for the entire rest of his lineup. And I believe he spent, he has nine players that he got for a dollar each. And I mean, it it shows, right? He's got three quarterbacks on his bench. So he's got a five quarterback roster right now. Um, I mean, he's got two Jets running backs. AJ Green. I mean, yeah, this team is... I mean, he, he, he's just completely relying on on the breakouts of guys like Devontae Smith and, and Darnell Mooney. And, you know, I, I think toward the end of your bench, having taken flyers on these guys, I think is a great idea. But to be starting the season with them as your wide receivers two and three is that's tough. And I mean, I think Holden put himself in a position where he was just getting absolutely bullied at the end of the draft. And he wasn't, he, I, you know, it seemed like he was having a hard time getting any of the guys he really wanted because, you know, I could just do something like 
put in a two dollar bid on Cortland Sutton and Holton had 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 no recourse, right? There's nothing he can do. So I think that's how he ends up with guys like <laughs> like Tyson Williams and and Kevin Coleman on his bench. And so yeah, I, I think I mean he clearly thinks that between Ty Johnson and Tevin Coleman, he's gonna get something out of that Jets running back room, but I think they're just going to play all three of those guys, including Michael Carter, and none of them are going to be viable. I would be I would be a little skittish to start Devonta Smith, Darnell Mooney, Ty Johnson, Tevin Coleman in my flex, and he's got two of those guys, or he has to start three of those guys. That's yep. going to be a problem for him. Yeah, so this is uh, – I mean, I – I'm thinking that he has all these quarterbacks because he thinks he might be able to trade later, but we'll see how that works. Yeah. I got him sixth. Okay. Yeah, I'd have him somewhere around there as well. Moving on, Jimmy G spot. Jimmy G spot. So I think this was Keenan, right? Keenan, yeah. Why don't you get us yeah. going? Okay. Um, let's see. Starting at the top here, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, two classic white guys. I mean, like, they're going to, you know, I think Tannehill's, I mean, they're both good quarterbacks. They're going to put up good numbers, but, I mean, I think they're pretty kind of middle of the road. So, you know. Let me ask you a question about them. Are they on pass first or run first off? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. They're both definitely on on a run first first teams, but I think – like Tannehill's just super efficient when he throws the ball and Kirk and cousins. I mean, he weirdly has like some big games where he's putting up big numbers. So, I mean, not, these aren't going to, they're not going to blow you away, but I think they're, they're solid though, in my opinion. Yeah. I do like Tannehill. I think I, I wanted Tannehill. He was a target of mine, but I just couldn't pay up for him. Although I probably should have, um, but let's keep it rolling. What else do you think about this team? Yeah, um, let's see. Wide receivers, Higgins, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Jarvis Landry. I mean, a lot of upside here, but, like, not much guaranteed production either. I think Higgins is I – mean, having Higgins as your wide receiver one is, is a tough situation, I think. I mean, he's he would be a great wide receiver two or an excellent wide receiver three, but as your lead guy, that is going to be tough with, with – Burrow coming back from injury and the addition of uh, Jamar Chase. So I don't know that, that that's a little suspect to me. Pittman. I mean, yeah, probably the top wide receiver on a, but like unproven on his team. So yeah, I'm a little skeptical there running backs, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb. I mean, super solid, just good players. So yeah, I think he'll be fine there. Darren Waller, um, great tight end number one receiver on his team i mean i think he's he's pretty locked in for a huge season as band i think and then in the flex who's he have here he's got antonio gibson okay so keen's got keen did really well drafting some uh three really good running backs but definitely he's paying for it with with a lack of wide receivers so i mean i think looks like he's following a pretty similar strategy as last year and things worked out for him pretty well, actually. And I think he'll have opportunities to trade some of these running backs if he wants to. So he can upgrade if he, uh, yeah, he can make upgrades during the season, I think. And I think this is a pretty solid team. I would, I would say he'd probably be in the kind of like fifth or sixth range to me. Six range. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. I've got him as ninth and I'll tell you why. Oh, Uh, wow you have to start three wide receivers and I would consider these guys all wide receiver three or below Uh, T Higgins could have a great year. So he may break through that, but there's a reason that Joe Burrow said, give me Jamar chase with the fifth overall pick when they really probably should have picked an offensive lineman. And just, that's who he wants to throw to. And you got Boyd who's going to get targets Higgins. Who's going to get targets. Uh, Jamar Chase is going to get targets. They're going to be passing out of the backfield to Joe Mixon. I just, I don't trust him as a wide receiver two. I think he's more of a wide receiver three. Pittman is maybe a flex. Landry's probably a wide receiver three. That's three positions on your team that are going to be subpar for you. Uh, I guess one of them you can consider, you know, we'll give you what you expect with wide receiver three numbers. I'm not mad at the quarterback game. I think it's probably above average for the league. Uh, And then running backs are obviously studly, but here's the problem. When you spend up like that on three running backs, which is the position that gets injured most often, 
one injury there really just hurts the team. Darren Waller is going to be a stud. I mean, he he's just insanely athletic and by far the best wide receiver on that team. But one injury to a running back and that super weak wide receiver group, I just I see him struggling week to week. And I think he's going to have some really difficult sit-start decisions because he's got all these wide receivers that are kind of equal. And if he picks them up off waiver wire, if Rondale Moore, Tyrell Williams starts putting up points, he, he just has these guys. They're all the same to me. Uh, I worry about this team uh, getting their pits waxed again. Yeah, I, I think it all comes down to the trade market for him and whether he can get a good wide receiver at some point early in the season. Yeah, he. I mean, he's so thin there. So I got him nine. You have him in the kind of six range. So obviously not looking great for Keenan. Yep. Okay, Jizzy Judy. I'll get us going on Jizzy Judy. That is Nikki's team. So I have him in five, kind of end of the playoffs. Um but this is a team I like to call uh, my Peter North team because I think there's just a, a potential for multiple busts and big busts. At that. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Would you? Would yeah. You so you're this? saying this guy, so this team might bust all over Nikki's face is what you're saying. This, there just could be some incredible bust potential here. Uh, I mean, I'll just go down and I'll give you my thoughts on each of these busts. These multiple busts. Let's hear it. Justin Herbert. I mean, great rookie season. He hasn't shown us it for more than one season. He may be the real deal, but he could bust. Jalen Hurts showed us even less. I worry about Jalen Hurts. When you're picking up Minshew on waivers uh, or trading for Minshew, so they not even on waivers. They they traded for him. They already had a backup quarterback in Joe Flacco that – if the worst were to happen and you want to just throw away the season, you can run Flacco out there and be okay with it. They got Minshew because they think he may need to be the starter because they don't want, if they have to bench Hertz, Flacco is kind of just like a, whatever we're throwing this season away. Minshew is more of a, we're taking a shot. It may not work out, but at least we're, you know, at least there's a little bit of a mystery box left. Allen Robinson, super solid floor. I like him, uh, but then you have Ayuk and Kittle on a team that may be throwing the ball less than 20 times a game uh, with Garoppolo. They both can't eat in the same game. So if one of those guys has a big game, the other guy's probably not. That hurts you. I like Jerry Judy. He's not a wide – I mean, he's not someone that I think is super safe. He could easily bust – I think Cortland Sutton's really good. I think Tim Patrick's really good. I think Noah Fan's really good. So he could just have some really bad games when those guys are are doing well. Alvin Kamara, no worries there. He's going to get you big points. James Robinson's someone else that I think can bust. I mean, we saw it one year when he got thrust into the starting role. The same things happened again, but they drafted Etienne for a reason. They don't see James Robinson as their guy, obviously, or else they wouldn't have spent draft capital on a running back (sighs) i like the team so don't get me wrong i think it's a good team george kittle great player chase edmonds he's going to get a lot of passes out of the backfield galladay they paid a lot of money to bring him into new york he's probably going to get the targets will fuller huge play potential but there's just so much bust potential on this team that it, it would worry me i mean you you just have to have all these question marks go your way and not the other way for the, you to be successful. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to say about this team is my, I do not understand drafting Daniel Jones at all. I don't know if that was an auto pick after I signed off, but this guy is going to be the worst starting quarterback in the league and he's on your team. That makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. I mean, pretty much on the same page here. I think, uh, yeah, just start with the quarterbacks. Herbert, yeah, I, I need to see it one more time before I'm really bought in. But, I mean, definitely there's a there's a high ceiling there. I mean, it hurts, like you're saying. I think the floor is extremely low. And I just haven't seen him play enough to really – to, like, 
to get what any of the hype is about at this point. Um, Allen Robinson thinks super solid. He's going to get a ton of targets. He's just, uh, yeah, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be really uh, consistent, I think, throughout the season. But then, yeah, the second-year wide receivers, Ayuk and Judy. I mean, sure, I, I, you know, I, I think it's reasonable that one of them could could have a kind of a breakout season. But I think relying on both of them, you know, like they they both have pretty crowded offenses. Niners are a run-first team. Like I, I think it's going to be. I think it'll be a stretch for both of these guys to be viable at like the kind of wide receiver two level by the end of the season. And yeah, Kamara just going to be, I think he's, he's in for a huge season. That's a great pick. And I think that was pretty good value for somewhere in like the 40 ish dollar range. Um, Yeah. James Robinson. I think that's the big X factor. I think, you know, last year he was super valuable and, I think that's within definitely a possibility this year, but yeah, I think what you're saying is definitely true that team doesn't see him as the long-term solution. So I can, I can imagine them trying to make some kind of move to bring in some other guys and see what else they can, they might be able to find. And then Kittle, I mean, Kittle's Kittle. I think we all know that he's got potential to just any game he could go for 150 yards and two touchdowns and you wouldn't really be shocked. Um, Chase Edmonds in the flex feels pretty weak to me. And I'll, I'll actually just starting there and then going through the rest of his bench. I'm, I, I think this is a really, really weak bench. I mean, having two Giants players, Galladay and Jones is, I think that's like, you might as well just be fielding two empty bench slots right there. David Johnson. Oof. I mean, a player from, you know, the committee backfield and the worst team in the league. I mean, that, that, that's rough. And then actually he has a third giants player on the bench, Evan Ingram. He's got a backup tight end who's tied to his backup quarterback and tied backup wide receiver, which all happen to be on one of the worst teams in the league, along with David Johnson, who's probably on the worst team in the league. I mean, this is that that's not good. And I think, uh, Injury is definitely a possibility, and that would completely derail this team because if he's trotting out David Johnson or, or whoever, I mean, that that's just that's going to be bad news for him. And I think to make it worse, he drafted two defenses, so he just took away a bench spot from himself there. And I think there's a lot of value to be had toward the end of the bench, so I think that that's just Here's not, a- not the best team construction, in my opinion. Here's a question for you. How often do you think Ayuk and Kittle are going to be able to put up solid games together oh no i think you're totally right that it's going to be one or the other so he's he's definitely limiting his own team's upside that way especially as long as garoppolo is playing they aren't going to be throwing that much and then when trey lance comes in he's also not going to be throwing that much it's going to be it's always run first and you got two pass catchers there Uh, you know one of them's going to eat every game but the other one's probably not if that's the case Agreed. So I, I've got him ninth. I think. It, or I'm oh, sorry. ninth. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's wrong. I, I've got him. Uh, let me double check this. Fifth. So I think that they're strong enough to get into the playoffs, but there's just a lot of question marks and, like I said, bust potential everywhere. So yep. now, now we're going to move on to Todd's team. So I'm going to let you get going on this one. All right, Todd. Um, let's see. What the hell is your team name? Oh yeah, Turbin Meyer. Okay, so I mean, all right, so I gave you a little shit earlier, but I think there is potential that this is not going to be the disaster that you seem to, to, to think it is. Um, I think your quarterbacks, you know, mediocre, not nothing great, but they're not terrible either. So, I mean, I, I think they're going to be they're going to be fine for you. That's like a middle of the road set of quarterbacks. You got Stafford and Roethlisberger. Um AJ Brown as your wide receiver one, that to me is suspect. Um, with Julio coming in, being on a run first team, I think the, the, there, there's definitely the possibility that AJ actually just, I think it's definitely possible that Julio just leapfrogs AJ and actually becomes the, the target hog on that team. And I think the big question would be then whether whether Julio can stay healthy all season. But I think AJ, there's pretty wide range of outcomes to me. So I think that's kind of a risky guy to have as your sort of wide receiver one. But 
Then in your number two slot there, Cooper Cup, I think that's a super safe pick. Um, I think that is kind of the best pick that you made, maybe aside from Travis Kelsey. But I think, yeah, that as a wide receiver too, I think he'll be safe and consistent. So, you know, I think that's solid. Wide receiver three, Odell. You didn't spend $112 on him. And so I think, uh, you know, yeah, Discount. so that, that, that's a win right there. But I think the problem is that maybe he's not so good at football anymore um, and he can't stay healthy. So I think there are a lot of question marks there. And then you have a little bit of depth at wide receiver. But, uh, yeah, I think your third slot, there is definitely a question mark. Um, in terms of running backs, Zeke, he's going to get a lot of work. So, you know, I think that's a really solid pick for your wide receiver or for a running back one. Um, Daryl Henderson, this one is, I think this one has a huge range of possible outcomes. Um, they just got in Sony Michelle. I mean, he kind of sucks, but I don't think they're making that trade right before the season if they don't intend to use him. And if they had full confidence in Henderson, I don't think they make that move. So I think they telegraphed a bit that Henderson isn't going to be the guy. Um, you know, he might get more carries, but I think uh, I think Sony is going to get quite a bit of work and Henderson's value is going to be hurt by that. And then tight end, you got Kelsey. I mean, what's there to say? Dude's, yeah, dude's a stud. I think he's basically like the tight end one, like just every year for the last, like whatever, six years or something. So just lock him in. And in your flex, Miles Gaskin. I think uh, you have him there now, but I, I imagine it's probably going to head toward being somebody like DeAndre Swift. Probably, um, I think there might have you might have gotten some really good value there. I think you got him for like what ten bucks or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I got Gaskin for nine, Swift. For yeah, 10. yeah, I think I, I think Swift is going to be much better value than Gaskin. I think Gaskin probably isn't going to get the workload anything close to he did what he did last year. So I, I actually don't think that's a great pick, but I think Swift is a is is good value. Yeah, and then your bench, uh, you've got uh, Tua, Melvin Gordon. Jalen Waddell, LaVisca Chenault, Antonio Brown, Juju. Yeah, I mean, I think Antonio Brown and Juju are actually some of the best uh, kind of value you have here at the end of your bench in terms of wide receiver depth. So, I mean, I think, uh, you know, despite what you've been saying, I think this team is actually it's going to be decent just because of the depth you've put together. But I, I Playoff bound? Yeah, but I get your, uh, mm, you're good. I think you'll be on the cusp, and I, I understand why you're concerned. Okay, I I have myself ranked at number four, and my my concern was right before I picked up DeAndre Swift and Miles Gaskin, and that changed things a lot for me. So I'm going to give you my thoughts on my team. I'm going to rattle through it quick because obviously I know this team like the back of my hand. But starting at quarterback, pass first offenses, guys who are proven. Uh, Stafford's in a, the best situation he's ever been in with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, Tyler Higby. He's just got so many options. They're, they lost their starting running back in Cam Akers, so they're going to be passing a lot, putting up a lot of points. He's going to have probably the best year of his career, in my opinion. Ben Roethlisberger, you've got Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and, uh, and Juju. You can't have all three of those guys ranked in your, you know, top 30, top 35 wide receivers and have him not have a big year. And Najee Harris catches a lot of balls too. So they aren't exciting, but they're just in such good situations. I disagree with you about AJ Brown completely. I think he is going to just thrive because they aren't going to be able to double him anymore. Uh, You're going to have to respect Julio and that's just going to leave him on an Island and, A.J. Brown is the Travis Kittle of wide receivers. You cannot tackle this dude. He is a beast. And he just he's like Kittle, but he catches the ball further down field. Um, I think he's going to have a top five wide receiver season. Cooper Cup, you have Woods, I have Cup. One of those guys is going to have a huge year. Uh, in any given game, one of them is going to have a huge game. I mean, Matt Stafford just tosses the rock. Odell, uh, I have a theory on Odell. This dude was not motivated since his rookie season. When he was a rookie, he wanted to show what he had in the league. And then he realized he was on a dog shit team and stopped caring. 
Then he went to Cleveland, another dog shit team, and stopped caring. But now this team is prime time. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be looking to make a run in the playoffs. I think that's going to motivate him to show up again. And uh, I think when you have a prima donna like him, that's when he's going to do best is when there's something on the line that motivates him. And I don't think he's had that for a long time. Zeke is Zeke. Nothing more to say. And then Henderson, Gaskin, and Swift, the way I look at it is I, I just need one of those guys to hit. That's it. Uh, if one of them hits, I'm, I'm looking good. Uh, and then on my bench, I've got all these young wide receivers that are pretty good and a couple of solid uh, floor players. I like my team. Uh, I do like my team, and I think I'm going to finish in fourth and uh, make it to the playoffs and a couple of good picks on the waivers. Uh, I'm golden. So let's move on to the last team, and I'll get us started because it's your team. I've got you uh, slated for a number two finish. Uh, this is my Marshawn Lynch team. Just solid. Solid. Just There's no weakness. It's just solid everywhere. Nothing blows your hair back, but it's so well balanced. You got the quarterbacks are great. I think that's going to be really, really important for you. CD lamb, Robert Woods, Deontay Johnson. One of those guys is probably going to be a low end wide receiver. One, the rest of them are going to be probably high end wide receivers too. It's just really good. Mixon and Edwards. I mean, you got guys who are going to be on, teams where they're going to get the rock a lot. Gus Edwards is on a run first team where he's the guy now with uh, Dobbins going down and Mixon is talented. So if they can uh, get him the rock, he's going to do well. Hawkinson, you got an above average uh, tight end and, and Damian Harris. I love, especially now with Mac Jones at quarterback, he's going to get goal line carries. I do worry though, because it's Belichick and I think he hates fantasy football. And if, Damian Harris is going to have a huge game. He's just going to throw in Ramondre Stevenson to get that goal line carried just to screw over the, uh, the people playing at home. And then you just look at this bench. There's just so much upside potential. If Josh Jacobs is Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake is just not that good. Huge, huge year. Claypool. I mean, he's Mapletron. He could have a huge year. Trey Lance. If he gets in Robbie Anderson floor floor player, you know, he's just going to give you that floor. Jacoby Meyer, same thing. And, I love Cortland Sutton. I think he just gets separation. He gets open. And uh, with Bridgewater there, that's an upgrade. Good team. I, I got you in second. Cool. Yeah. No, I'm uh, pretty happy with how this turned out. Like, I guess my strategy was that I just was not going to – I was not willing to spend up on anybody. And I think our our league goes really heavy on, on paying for running back. So I really didn't want to do that. So I made sure that Mixon was my most expensive player and I only paid $32 for him. So I was feeling pretty good about that. And Gus Edwards was a guy that I was really targeting, really wanted him. And you paid up have, for him. Yeah. I, I definitely didn't want to pay $25 for him, but I was uh, at some point I was just locked in and I was going to make it happen because I mean, I just wasn't, I didn't want to be paying in that like $50 range to get a running back one. So I was really just investing in a lot of depth. That's how I ended up with uh, Damian Harris and, and Josh Jacobs as well for the running backs. I like both so, of those picks a lot. I think both those guys have a lot of potential to put up big numbers this year, you know, be a, a low end RB too. Yeah, exactly. And like you're saying, I think uh, with Newton, with Cam getting released from the Patriots, I think that that really bumps uh harris's value up so yeah I, i'm happy to have him in my in my flex but it's and, still belichick belichick hasn't gone anywhere so yeah you, that's true so <laughs> i we know that he's gonna use some weird committee and then there's gonna be some big guy that i've never heard of who's like taking carries so yeah for sure frustration is part of the game dealing with with any belichick team really but otherwise <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I got the guys that I, some of the guys I really wanted, like CD for sure was top of the list for me. And I, I really wanted to stack him and Dak. So I'm pretty happy with how that worked out. And I think I got Dak at a pretty good discount just because of the injury. And, you know, I, I know that there's some question marks around him, which is why I, I made sure to spend a bit on Trey Lance too. Cause I assume, I assume Dak should be fine early in the season, but if he starts having injury problems later on, I'm hoping that I could just slot Trey in at that point. 
and that he'll have taken over for Jimmy by then. Yeah, I think the team looks really solid. And the nice thing is you aren't going to have to hit the waiver wire early. I mean, you have bench pieces that you can slot in there if someone gets injured, if someone's underperforming. And as we get later into the season, you've got all that fab saved up and you can get those uh, important players going into the playoffs. So I like the team. So let's let's do a quick recap. Uh, I Actually, hold on, so Todd, what, what number did you say you had me at? Number two. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to rattle off my top 10. Uh, so, and then I don't think you have yours down, but uh, you can tell me if you think I'm wrong on anything, but in 10, I got Franco nine. I got Keenan eight bill seven Dalvin cock. That's ACE six Holden five Nikki four Todd three Cappy, two Twiz, and then Wally is going to win his inaugural season in the Incognito League. Wow, okay, you heard it here first. Frank is headed to the pits, and, and Otto Wally is headed to the championship, huh? That's what I got. How All do you right, well, the rankings? Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, there were a couple teams I would have uh, moved around a little bit, but I think in general, though, that sounds about right. And, uh, yeah, I mean... Do you think pretty, anyone's uh, going to get fleeced here? Because of lack of depth? I, I think if anybody's going to get fleeced, it's going to be Ace because he he's just doesn't have much leverage with the fact that he only drafted two running backs. And if you look at the waiver wire right now, there's running back is just, it's just already a wasteland. So I, I think he might be headed, uh, he might be headed toward a fleecing. Yeah, I, I could, I think Ace, Keenan, Potentially Franco, but and that just makes sense. I've got them kind of towards the end of the league. Um, I could just see them getting fleeced, and yeah, Ace not having uh, Ace having only running or only wide receivers on his bench is just prime fleecing. Hundred percent. All right. Well, that wraps up the first show. We got uh, other shit to do, but uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, it's, we'll probably get better at this as we go on, but uh, hope you enjoy. All right. Thanks, toddler. Later.